What's up, guys? We're back with another Coast to Coast podcast. We're doing week 15 of the NFL season. Get you know, getting down to I know for most people it's the, the semifinals to their fantasy playoffs. Uh, some people might go to week 17, I'm not sure, but I think for most people, second round of playoffs. So glad to be back. We got myself, we got Liam, we got Jose in the cut. We're all back home, back in Motown. Um, sadly, we couldn't be together because you know, COVID's still happening, but um. So, all right, yeah, we're going to go game by game breakdown and then uh, finish off with the fantasy team of the week, um, which was definitely definitely a weird one for sure. So let's get right into it. So we got the first game, Chargers and the Raiders, an AFC West showdown. Uh, Chargers actually ended up winning a close game for once. Um, they actually pulled it off. Good for them. So uh, I'll start with you, Liam, this time. What, uh, what stood out to you the most in this game? I think you got to point out Darren Waller with another massive performance this uh, game. Yeah. Nine receptions, 150 yards, and a touchdown puts him at tight end number one this week over Travis Kelsey. Uh, he had 30 points on the day. But, you know, a really good game. And, I mean, Justin Herbert was able to uh, clutch it in there at the end. I know there was some weird ruling, like that he he went over the line, then the ball fumbled, then the Chargers recovered it. But it's within two minutes, so the only person that can recover the fumble is the person who fumbled the ball. But he was able to get the QB sneaking at the end and won the battle mm-hmm. of the Oregon quarterbacks. I know something uh, very sincere to Jose over here coming from Oregon, but yeah. Um, but just looking at everyone else uh, for the Chargers, no one else really did too well. I mean, Keenan Allen looked into the camera and said, don't bench me this week, and then put up a dud. So uh, definitely something to be paying attention to. But I, he should be back to normal <laughs> once he's, you know, healthy. But Austin Eckler, not the greatest of games. But uh, yeah, it was interesting to see these two quarterbacks go at it with each other. Yeah, and I mean, um, Hunter Henry had a pretty a pretty good game. Um, it's good to see him, you know, get back in, in the rhythm of things, especially with Keenan Allen really not not doing that well. He stepped it up, um, and I think he's 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 a top five tight end now after that performance. So crazy. See where he goes next year. Yeah, definitely. I think I, the, the talent's always been there, and then obviously like the you know the opportunity it just it seems like he can never stay on the field. Which I feel like it's like that for a lot of these tight ends. Like, there's a lot of tight ends that just have like crazy injury problems. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then Mario. I think Mario to look pretty good as well for the Raiders. Like he's yeah, got one of the best backups. Yeah, they did a lot of rushing yeah, games with him, which was good. And then, he had 88 like, yards and touchdown there, which was good to see. I think he could win the starting spot. Even he looks fast. I forgot how fast he was. He looked crazy fast. Yeah. That boy can move. Yeah, you guys think he could win Before the starting spot too. even Carr? I don't know. I mean, people like to overrate Carr. I don't think he's as good well, as he is. But you got to remember, I mean, yeah. Mariota didn't have that much success in Tennessee. But we don't know. It could have been coaching there. I mean, and then again, Ryan Tannehill is one of the best ten quarterbacks in the NFL. There's no doubt about it at this point. So, who knows? I'd love to see it happen though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Gruden's like I don't think he's loyal to like either one. Like I think it uh, you know it doesn't really matter to him. Like whoever just gives him the best chance to win. Uh, I feel like he would well, be They got to fight for the playoffs now. They got a game against the uh, Dolphins coming up this uh, Saturday. I know it's going to be a big game because if they lose, they're out of the playoff race. And I mean the Dolphins are fighting for a playoff space too. I mean the mm-hmm. Ravens are trying to get in there right now. They've won uh, I think the last their last five games, so they've been pushing hard. So. It's going to be a big game deciding um, who gets in there for that last AFC wildcard spot. 
Yeah, it's coming down the wire for sure. Okay, next game, we got the Bills and the Broncos. The Bills uh, been on a tear recently. They absolutely destroyed the Broncos, 48-19. Um, to 19. Uh, Josh Allen, another great game. Um, and, yeah, they've just been killing it as of late. So, I'll start with you this time, Jose. What stood out to you the most? Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, I think he had, like, two or three touchdowns called back after after flags, which just, like, made no sense. Um but even then, he still had two rushing touchdowns and two through the air. But it still wasn't even the best quarterback performance this week, which we will see later on. But, um, yeah, Melvin Gordon with two touchdowns on the ground. And, you know, Singletary, um, he had that big run at the end, but really just wasn't wasn't effective most of the game. Um, we saw Moss, you know, getting a majority of the carries. But Stephon Diggs with just the absolute monster game. He doesn't even – he's like he's like Julio Jones in a way where he doesn't really catch touchdowns, but he just puts up these, like, monster PPR performances. Um, it's so Beasley much work. Also. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, he might I – don't, I don't know, like, the target shares, but he might be up there with Keenan Allen. Um, yeah, he got 13 yeah. targets this game and, and caught 11 of them. So, but, yeah, Cole Beasley also 100-yard receiver on the day. And then after that, it just falls off. I think you got to point out uh, Noah Fant, though, for Denver. I mean, it'll yep. be interesting to see how it opens up next year because they're going to have a lot of targets. I mean, they'll have Hamler, they'll have Tim Patrick, they'll have Cortland Sutton, they'll have Jerry Judy if another year under his belt, and they'll have Fant. So it's going to be a lot of wealth to spread. And I think – I don't think they're going to move on from Locke this year, but I think uh, especially um, if he doesn't perform next year with the town he has, uh, he's definitely going to be out. I don't think he's bad. Yeah, definitely. It was good. It was good to see Fan put up a nice game though, because I was super high coming on, like coming into this season, and he's he's been like decent. I think he's still been like a top ten tight end, which isn't really saying much because like it falls off so much between like the you know the first couple positions. But yeah, I I feel like like this is a stat line he could have had like a lot more. Like he definitely because I was super high on him coming into the season. Yeah, he's also dealt with injuries this year so too. It was nice to see him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, next game, we got the Packers and the Panthers. Um, Packers, you know, just keep rolling as well. Um, you know, they look like, you know, them and the Saints, I think, are the two top contenders in the NFC. I think we can kind of all agree on that. Um, so, Jose, what do, you, what do you have to say about this game? I mean, Rodgers with a pretty, a pretty mid game, but, um, you know, Rob Tanyan, I'm pretty sure – you know, he's established himself as, as a, a number one tight, not a number one tight end, but like one of the top tight ends to be drafted next season. Um, but yeah, just a really subpar performance through the air from Rodgers and for, you know, Mr. Workhorse Devontae Adams. Still caught seven balls, but only 42 yards. Um, it was just a run, a run show all day with Aaron Jones, 20 carries, uh, 145 yards and a touchdown. But um, yeah, Packers are rolling. But I feel like they're just missing something. Uh, and, and that's always the case with them. They're always missing yeah. something. Uh, yeah, just rest in peace to, to this Panthers team, just derailed by injuries and just not a successful season for them when they had some hope before the season. Yeah, it's unfortunate mm -hmm. to see. I mean, DJ Moore put up a really solid game, though. Six receptions, 131 yards. That was good to see. But, I mean, I saw a stat, I think it was this morning. It said the Bengals have more wins versus uh, – Teams better than 500 than the Packers do, which is very sad to see. Which is, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the Bengals have won three games and they beat the Titans and they beat the Steelers. So that's just ridiculous. 
But, I mean, that just goes further to prove yeah. that, I mean, is this Green Bay team just playing terrible teams? But, I mean, they have a really big matchup this week, especially with how bad their run defense is, and they're going against the kink himself, Derrick Henry. So, um, I'd expect Derrick Henry to go for 200 yards. He's going to absolutely kill this defense. But it's going to be how this offense responds. Because, I mean, are they going to be able – is Jair going to be able to lock down A.J. or Corey Davis, whoever he's on? Um, and this Packers defense is – Packers offense is going to need to put up points because – I mean, this this Tennessee defense is terrible, too. They have no pass rush. And especially with this Green Bay offensive line, who's really solid. I mean, they got a pro bowler and Elton Jenkins at guard, and they got David Bakhtiari at tackle. Uh, it'll be an interesting game to see one that I'm really going to be tuning into this uh, upcoming weekend. Yeah, definitely. I think Jose made a great point about, like, uh, the Packers are just missing something. I feel like that's honestly for, like, every contender in the NFC, though. Like, you look at, you know, Saints – Packers, you look at the Bucks, the Seahawks, like I think all the teams at the top, there's just, you know, you don't really feel confident in any of them. You know, there's no really clear-cut favorite. They all kind of have like a glaring hole or weakness. But I just think, you know, it was good to see them, you know, have Rodgers and Adams, you know, kind of put up like pedestrian numbers and still able to, you know, get a solid win, you know, with that O-line and then Jones. Um, and I just think like, I just like kind of trust them, you know, with Rodgers and Adams. I think I just kind of trust their – offense the most like when it, if it's going to get down to like a shootout or something I would trust them but it's going to be tough if they're going up a, you know like a tough you know run defense or something like that I mean we saw last year when they went up against a team like the Niners they got killed so it's it's really like it's really all about matchups uh I think for the NFC for sure next game we got the another you know speaking of contenders we got the Bucks and the Falcons uh Falcons uh, doing what they do best, giving up leads. Uh, that picture of Brady, like, sitting down like this with his head down, that's so funny. And, like, the fact that that's the exact same picture from the Super Bowl was amazing. Um, so they ended up getting the dub. They're now 9-5. and five. Um, So, yeah, Liam, what do you have to say about this game? Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. 17, down 17-0 at halftime. This Brady is literally the owner of the Falcons, like you were saying. <laughs> ridiculous. But, I mean – Kind of looking at it from Tampa's perspective, it wasn't that great of a game offensively. I mean, Tom Brady did have 390 yards and two touchdowns, which is good. But, I mean, Fournette, 14 carries for 49 yards, three and a half yards a carry. But he got two touchdowns, which should salvage him. Uh, hopefully, Rojo gets back soon so he can uh, get back in his backfield because he's been really dynamic this year. But uh, Mike Evans actually putting up some yards for once. I mean, usually when he has Chris Godwin alongside him, he doesn't do that well. But, I mean, all three receivers did put up good numbers. I mean, Mike Evans was the man with the yards this game. But Antonio Brown, not that far behind with 93 yards, but also got a touchdown. And then Godwin with a touchdown as well. So, both uh, – all three um, targets all in uh, double digits this week. But Calvin Ridley, though, with a huge game. Ten receptions, 163 yards, and a touchdown. Absolutely ridiculous with no Julio Jones. Just proving that he is his wide receiver one in this offense. As much as we've loved Julio, uh, Julio either – who knows? He could pull a Calvin Johnson to retire this offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Or he's going to be going somewhere. I think Atlanta needs to get something yeah. value-wise for him because otherwise uh, it's going to be going downhill. But uh, then I, just picking, picking over the defensive stats real quick, Devin White, though, with a solid game. Three sacks and four uh, TFLs. Um, good for him, uh, especially playing alongside Levante David, who takes a lot of the spotlight from him. Yeah, I mean, this, this Bucks team at full strength is pretty scary especially when they're rolling like this um, and all the receivers are just on the way they were this game. Um, but yeah, I would not be surprised if, I mean, I've mentioned it before, if Julio just goes ahead and retire because 
their window is gone and I don't see it coming back anytime soon, really, especially not, you know, with Matt Ryan continuing to get older and deteriorating, um, you know, unless they draft some crazy stud rookie QB, I really don't think, um, you know, it, it's in, it's even worth Julio, you know, staying in the league at this point. He's just, he gets hurt pretty much every year and it would just be better for his health. Hey, Gurley's also out of this offense, by yeah, the way. I'm interested one to carry. see where he gets uh... – Oh, Gurley. Yeah, Gurley's yeah. done. Didn't we – we, I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, he's – Yeah, but he's it's, even, it's even worse now. Um, I, mean, I think with Julio, I'm su- – Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised to see where Julio gets ranked because I know he's still been in, like, the top 10, like, top 20, like, in pre-draft rankings the last couple of years, and I just feel like – that's just out of respect for like what he's been like his career. But I think, yeah, if he doesn't retire, I, I would be sh- like, I think you can't really even put him like anywhere near like the top 20. Just cause it's just like too receiving consistent. And I, I kind of also would like to see him. Yeah. I mean, Ridley, like Ridley's a beast. I mean, Gage is, is very solid as well. Like, I mean, as long as they have like Matt Ryan, I mean, he's still, you know, uh, still really good. Like, you know, fantasy wise and like production wise. Um, but yeah, I, I think, or maybe even like, you know, he plays a little bit and they trade him or something. I guess that'd be kind of dirty. You want to keep him a Falcon for life, but who knows, who knows what's going on with this team. Yeah. Uh, next game, we got the Cowboys uh, finally taking a dub against the Niners. Um, you know, like a, cl- this is like a classic, like NFL matchup. I mean, this has been a rivalry for, for years now, but it just kind of, it was just kind of sad to see like, you know, both teams are just, you know, just been terribly hit with injuries. And I think, you know, teams came in with much higher uh, experience. Um, so I'll start with you, Jose, with your team. Uh, what do you have to say about this game? I mean, Zeke might be in trouble. I think he might be done the rest of the season. And if they're going to unleash Tony Pollard the way they did this game, he's going to shine and he's probably going to win that starting spot. Um, but yeah, CD lamb showing that he is, you know, the best rookie receiver in this game, which I, I said to you guys, but, um, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't know. I'm really conflicted with the Cowboys. I don't know if I want them to win. Obviously I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to complain about a win, but, um, I just want to see a higher draft pick. So, but I did win $20 from betting on this game. So I'm not even mad about it. But yeah, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk did have a good game, though. I'm not going to bash on him. Um, but CeeDee Lamb was better, though. Liam, you got anything else? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you got to point out, I mean, like you're saying, we got D-Hop Jr., Kendrick Bourne, as much as I don't like him. Got a big catch there at the end. But, I mean, it's interesting to see if this Niners backfield, it seems like Jeff Wilson take, took over the spot of Telvin Coleman, which has been interesting. But then again, in fantasy-wise, stay away from these guys. Seems like Raheem Mostert, especially with the injuries he's had this season, it's been interesting to see. I mean, and it was interesting. Um, I keep saying interesting, but Jared McKinnon has lost a lot of his fantasy value. He was up there putting up like RB two, like fringe RB one numbers when um, Raheem Mostert was out in the beginning. But um, that's not good to see. And then uh, Amari Cooper was not that great of a game. Uh, two receptions for ten yards. But like you said, this was Tony Pollard's day. He was killing it in the air. He was killing it on the ground. Uh, that huge touchdown at the end of the game, just breaking off those Niners defenders was good to see. But um, 
it's good now. Nick Mullins isn't starting as much as people like to think he's good because he puts up good like yardage. Yardage doesn't mean bullshit. I mean, if if yardage is a stat, then Matt Stafford is a top five quarterback. Uh, but I mean, it's either going to be C.J. Beathard or when it comes around, it's going to be Josh Rosen. So we'll see how it is. I mean, I'd love to see Josh Rosen have some success uh, if he gets to play uh, a game down the stretch, maybe week 17. But um, hopefully this Niners team can lose some games really and get a good draft pick because we need to get some help um, one way or another. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Mullins is not the guy. Mullins, Mullins will look great for like a drive. He'll look great for like 90% of a drive and then he'll just throw it away. He always throws a pick at like the worst time or like gives it up. Yeah, he's just so like very like Carson Wentz-esque, honestly. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with Zeke. I mean, they gave him that big contract. I mean, Pollard had a monster day. They obviously know that like, nah, dude, Mullins is not it, bro. No one beat hard. You'd rather have beat hard? <laughs> I, I, I want to see Rosen. I really, I'm like, now that we got him, I'm like, why not, bro? Like, he, you know. Uh, I think you guys forgot how bad Rosen is. <laughs> he get, he got a really got bad like, hand. Yeah, he was bad, but also, yeah, like, he did. yeah, he got, like, the worst possible case scenario. Like, you think, like, you're on a team for good, and then you get traded the next year. Like, Yeah. But, like, he wasn't I mean, good. No, he. Oh no, he no, he's been. But also, a lot of- he was playing on some pretty shitty teams too. Yeah, he didn't have D Hop the way Kyler does. So. Uh, and yeah, and Kyler is Kyler. And he didn't have you know. A coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just want to see. It. Just I mean, why not? Like he, you know, he went lottery for a reason. Like just to, you know, why not? All right, next game, we got the Titans and the Lions. The Titans uh, absolutely dominated. They're three, you know, three-headed monster of Tannehill, Henry, and then, uh, uh, you know, A.J. Brown all had solid days. And then Corey Davis, you got to throw Corey Davis in there as well. I think him him and Beasley, I think, have been, like, definitely the two most, like, underrated uh, receivers this year. They've been awesome as, like, you could just, like, great, like, the best wide receiver twos, like, possible uh, for their respective teams. Um, so Jose, I'll start with you. Uh, what stood out to you the most in this game? Yeah, I, I was going to mention it as well. Corey Davis mm-hmm. I think, has put up double digits in almost every game that he's played, except uh, one that he put up zero. <laughs> um, but yeah, they finally, you know, gave De- uh, DeAndre Swift some real carries, uh, especially in, in the goal line. But Marvin Jones with an absolute, you know, he always puts, I feel like he always randomly puts up a monster performance, you know, at least once or twice a year. Yes, um, bro. Ten catches for 112 <laughs> yards and a TD. But I don't know. This Titans team is really scary. Like, I I feel like any given any given Sunday they can beat anyone. Like they can go out there and play with Mahomes. They put up 46 points. Like it is the Lions, but 46 points is no joke. Five you know five touchdowns from your QB. That's that's insane. And I and I've said it all season. I really like this Titans team. I want to see them duke it out with Mahomes. Yeah, I think you got to add on top of this. Um, like, Brian Tannehill had five touchdowns this game, which is crazy. I mean, I, I saw a stat this morning. I was watching uh, some YouTube. Uh, Brian Tannehill has the most total touchdowns in the NFL since he started uh, starting at quarterback for the Titans last year. More than Mahomes, more than Aaron Rodgers. It, it's crazy. I think it's something like 67, which is, I mean, 
absolutely absurd to see. But, uh, you know, good for Ryan Tannehill that he's making worth of that contract that he got. But uh, like you're talking about, as much as I like this Titans team, as, like you do, Jose, you got to point out that they had zero sacks this game. They generate no pressure. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had five QB hits. But, I mean, yeah. especially against a Lions team that doesn't have that good of an offensive line, they need to start – I mean, they lost um, – What's his name? They lost Javion Clowney for the season. They cut Vic Beasley. I mean, Vic Beasley wasn't going to be the guy that, you know, had uh, double-digit sacks uh, several years ago. I mean, but they do have promise in secondary, though. They got Kevin Byer, who's one of the best safeties in the league. They got uh, Adore Jackson and Desmond King. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to see, you know, hopefully they can, you know, they don't get burned too bad. Uh, I mean, they do have a good run stuffer up front with Jeffrey Simmons. But, um Harold Landy needs to start producing some sacks because he's the real pass rusher out here for this team. But because otherwise, I think if they run into a team like the Chiefs, you know, who have a really pretty solid offensive line with uh, pro bowlers at both tackles and a pretty solid interior, um, it's going to be hard for them to be a team like that in the playoffs if they're all they're doing is just shooting them out and they can't stop when uh, they're getting blocked and Tyreek Hills is running a streak on one of their receivers. I mean, Adore Jackson and Des King are two of the fastest corners in the league. And they're the two guys I would want guarding, you know, Tyreek Hill. So I think if it comes down to a shootout, you know, Chiefs Rams style, um, it's it's pretty close. Yeah, it's interesting because like last season they were winning completely different. Like last season, what why they were so good in the playoffs is because they're, you know, the other team they would keep them off the field. They would just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and just chew up clock. And then you know have they have a solid defense. But this year it's like the complete opposite. I mean, obviously Henry is still doing his thing, but Tannehill's been awesome. Their passing offense has been amazing, and then their defense has just taken I think a big step back. And like like Liam said, yeah, they barely get any pressure. And yeah, it's interesting because they're like a completely different team than they were last postseason. Now they're like yeah, getting into shootouts and whatnot. Um, but I think when, when we get talking about next year, who we like, this whole Titans offense, you got like, you got to love. I mean, John New, Corey Davis, AJ Brown, all these guys, like, you got to upgrade them uh, all going into next season, I feel like. Um, next game, we got the Colts and the Texans. Um, I feel like the same thing that happened in this game, like, happened the last time they played. It was like the exact same outcome, like Watson, or like they ended up fumbling the game away. Um, but, you know, the Colts, uh, you know, Good solid win for them. They're ten and four, um, and then Watson. You know, Watson had really good game, three hundred seventy-three yards, but still just looks just looks bleaker and bleaker for Houston. Um, so, Jose, I'll start with you. What's it? What's it out the most in this game? Hey, first and foremost, I want to say shout out to Zach Pascal. <laughs> Five catches on six targets, two touchdowns, and almost eighty yards. What a game from my guy. I feel like he always goes off when you need him to. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. I think, you know, he's finally coming into his own. Um, I think it was this game that he – it was either this game or last game that he topped 1,000 yards in the season, which is great for a rookie. Um, But, yeah, David Johnson putting up a wide receiver one performance, catching 11 of his targets, um, and just free Deshaun, man, like – it sucks seeing him put up these these crazy games and then just lose. Like, it's it's so frustrating. It's almost like the same frustration I feel with the Cowboys when Dak was out there, you know, throwing for 400 yards and then we lose the game. It's just – it's so frustrating. But, yeah, this, this Colts team is solid. Uh, their defense is solid. Their offense, 
it's it can be stagnant at times, but I think when they're when they're rolling, they're rolling. And uh, Ty's been hot. Um, you know, obviously they still have Pittman out there. Their and, offense yeah. has looked a lot better for sure, like the last few weeks. Because there yeah, were there were some pretty grim weeks earlier in the season where they looked like they could barely do anything on offense, but they've looked a lot better. I think they do have the pieces. They just don't really know how to use use them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, also got to shout out that boy DeForest Buckner, three sacks on the day, uh, and he got a fumble recovery to end the game. You know, absolutely love that for uh, who is one of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs, which is something that we'll get into in another yeah, episode. What the heck? But um. Also got to point out my boy Kiki Kutu, who I was riding hard when uh, Will Fuller went down. Uh, gets gets another – oh. <laughs> no homo. But, uh, you know, five receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, you know, 16.3 points. Pretty solid game for someone that, uh, you know, has been really underutilized in this offense with a lot of uh, interesting receiving talent. Yeah, Zach Pascal, he – he just like takes a vacation the first like 14 weeks of the season. And then when it comes down to the last three weeks, it's, oh, I'll just become like Calvin Johnson, like the last three weeks and just go off. Uh, ugh, screw that guy, bro. <laughs> screw Zach Pascal. Um, next we got the dolphins and the Patriots, uh, AFC East showdown the, uh, the Patriots, um, you know, just as, you know, they win, it, win a game and look like they might fight for a playoff spot, then, you know, a game like this happens. I think they're – I mean, they are officially out, right? They're officially yeah. out for the first time in, yeah, what, like 12 years? Yes. I didn't even think it was 12. I thought it would have been, like, 20 or something. I didn't even realize that they missed it uh, within, like, the Belichick-Brady era. They went 11-8 and eight one year, and then they Which missed Which is crazy, the but, yeah, Dolphins. Or 11-5. Yeah, five. definitely. Not bad. So, yeah, Dolphins, good win for them. They need to keep winning out. Um, Tua uh, looked pretty pedestrian. I mean, but the Patriots' defense is, like, was still, like, very respectable this season. Um, and just, you know, one on, the, one on the ground, they just ran the crap out of the ball and good win for them. So, Liam, I'll start with you this time. Uh, what stood out to you the most in this game? Um, I'm guessing Damian Harris is injured this game. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I can just tell by the box score because uh, Sonny Michelle was the guy getting carries out there. But – uh. It was a good story for Salvan Ahmed, uh, you know, a good heartwarming story uh, hearing about how he promised his grandma in the hospital that he'd go for 100 yards this game. And then um, him and Matt Breida both put up 200 yards combined on the ground, which was pretty good to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, in this backfield because are they going to go, you know, maybe draft a running back uh, in the draft this year? You know, they got Miles Gaskin still. They got Salvan Ahmed, who's been putting up a lot of uh, pretty decent performances for this Dolphins team. But uh, otherwise, I mean, this Dolphins offense needs a lot of work. They need to go – that Texans pick is high in the draft. They need to draft one of those top three receivers. They need to go Waddle. They need to go Jamar Chase. They need to go Devontae Smith because uh, otherwise it's just going to be awful for them. I mean, Mike Kosicki has been showing some promise. Devontae Parker obviously had a really good season last year, but he has been able to have been healthy. So, uh, I mean, it's hard because I love Devontae Parker coming out of Louisville. I thought he was going to be a stud wide receiver. And then it's been sad to see how injuries have derailed his career. But that's the story for a lot of people in the NFL. But uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, it's either Jacoby Myers or Demir Bird that puts up a decent game. And that was Jacoby Myers' game with seven receptions for 111. But, yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy about this game. It was pretty basic. I mean, 22 to 12 isn't going to get you much in fantasy. So, yeah, I mean, they had three – they got – the Patriots got sacked three times, fumbled the ball three times, had four field goals, 
Cam Newton had a 25 QB rating. <laughs> like, just oh, – but, um, you know, at least Cam Newton wasn't their lead rusher for once. Um, yeah. He still got pretty much the same amount of carries, but he put up way less yards, obviously, than Sonny Michel. But, yeah, pretty much no no receiving receiving game for, for the Dolphins this game. They just won it on the ground, uh, like Joel said. But um, I told you guys about Lynn Bowden. You know, if he was eligible as a running back in your league to start him, and they put up, you know, almost 10 points. Uh, I think he did, or like around 10 points. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, next game we got the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, the Bears actually won a game, um, you know, because they went forever without winning one. Uh, they're finally, um, you know, back in the one call. Mitch Trubisky, uh, Typical Trubisky day. I mean, about like 200 yards. He always seems to have like the same amount of touchdowns as he does interceptions. Um, but obviously, you know, the story of this game uh, was David Montgomery. I mean, 32 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's like Derrick Henry, like Dalvin Cook, like territory uh, right there. Um, and speaking of Dalvin Cook, he had, you know, a typical game for him as well. He had a great game. But, um, yeah, you know, pretty, pretty interesting game for the, the NFC North. Uh, so, Jose, what do you have to say about this game? I mean, uh, the Bears have now won two in a row, and the Vikings just keep losing. It's it's just – it's really sad to see, you know, Dalvin Cook just ball out every week. Same thing with Justin Jefferson, and they just lose. Um, you know, and, and it's for a lot of reasons. Obviously, you know, Kirk Cousins really isn't isn't that guy. But, um, you know, Mitchell Trubisky put in, put in a, another win under his belt. Um you know, he's been seeing all the memes about uh, him and him and Mahomes and Watson, but um, A-Rob with a good game, but not a not a typical A-Rob game like he has been all season. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney obviously getting the touchdown this week. Um, but yeah, Justin Jefferson now has more yards than, or he has more yards than Randy Moss did in his rookie, in his rookie season for the Vikings, which is the most ever for a Vikings receiver. So that's dope to see. Um and yeah, I mean it's interesting. Uh, like you're saying, the Bears have won two in a row. They're they're very much in play to make the playoffs, which is crazy. I mean, they got, I hope Arizona falls off. But I mean, at seven and seven, it's still been you know as bad as they had that fall when uh, they I think they went from five and one to like five and six or whatever. It's good to see that now they're coming back and uh, you know making an effort out there. I mean, it's sad. You know, Khalil Mack hasn't been having that great of a season. I know he might top double-digit sacks, like barely beaten 10, but he isn't that dominant force that, you know, he's getting compared to Aaron Donald to at points. But um, it'll be interesting to see going in the future if Kirk Cousins is still going to stay at quarterback for this team because I think Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson can put up crazy, like Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley duo numbers. So we shall see. I'm really interested to see where he goes next Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who – I mean, there's only, like, yeah, who who would even pick up, like – I mean, Kirk, like, he's definitely not going to get as big of a contract. I don't know. There's not really a team out – I mean, I don't really want to see Kirk – it's just Kirk Cousins. Like, it's not like, oh, Kirk Cousins would be great on this team. It's like, I don't even really want to see him. Just whatever, you know. Hey, on the Niners? Um, hey, it'd be better than Mullins. Put him back on the football uh-uh. team. Yeah, it'd be better than Mullins. Honestly, yeah, he would be he would be Ooh. all right in Washington. 
feel like Jacksonville would be the type of team if they if they couldn't get Trevor, they'd be the type of team to sign him. I don't know. I mean, they did sign him. All right. Foles Next game, we got the Seahawks and the football team. Um, Seahawks had just been, uh, you know, obviously started off the season hot. They've been, you know, kind of looking pretty pedestrian in the last few weeks, uh, but they, you know, ended up taking the dub. Uh, you know, yeah, Wilson. I mean, only hundred hundred twenty one passing yards, um, which is just crazy. Um, and honestly, I think they probably would have ended up losing if Haskins wasn't under center um, because, I mean, you saw, you know, the football team, they beat the Steelers. You saw the Seahawks already lose to the Giants, who I think are like, kind of like a similar team to the, the football team. But, uh, Liam, I'll start with you. What stood out the most in this game? I mean, let's look at here. The top receiver for the uh, football team, Logan Thomas, who's been playing pretty solid this year. 13 receptions, 101 yards on 16 targets. That's I mean, it's what you're going to get when you get a terrible quarterback like Dwayne Haskins going to be checking down at that safety net. But, I mean, honestly, I want to, we want to see Terry McLaurin do well. But he had a solid game, you know, against one of the worst, you know, pass defenses in the NFL. But, uh, I mean, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were silent as hell. I don't think – yeah, neither of them went over 10 points, which was – I mean, even broke the double-digit mark threshold. But, I mean, Russell Wilson's just scraping by with this team. I don't know what's happened to him. I think he's got 37 touchdowns on the season. I don't know how Mahomes hasn't passed him yet in total. I mean, in um, passing touchdowns, but um, interesting to see here. But I mean, good for Jamal Adams, you know, uh, someone that's been stuck in uh, New York for majority of his career to finally make the playoffs. But uh, hopefully, you know, it's like we've been saying all season, this, this Washington football team, they just need a quarterback and then that's going to unlock so much more things. They also need Antonio Gibson back because JD McKissick is not a lead rusher. So uh, definitely something to point out there. Yeah, I mean, J.D. McKissick, he had 10 targets and 13 carries, which, you know, he's really not – he's more of like a like a Duke Johnson, Naheem Hines type of running back. You know, he's that receiving third down back, not not going to get it done on the ground. But um, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see who will start for them at QB because Haskins was uh, stripped of his captaincy of the team <laughs> Uh, after after attending a strip club and and not wearing a mask and posting it, so I don't know if they're gonna end up benching for that or or if they're just gonna you know move on you know just find him and move on. But uh, yeah, and shout out Chase Young, man. Chase Young, Chase Young really is special out there. Facts, special. Dude, Haskins, like, uh, what was he thinking, bro? Like, the only way you can do that is, like, if you're, like, Harden or, like, a Harden-type player. Like, you're a star. Like, but this dude is, like, bare, like, Harden like did a second too. or third string. He's starting because of injuries. Harden did, this week, Harden did it this weekend, too. The Rockets are, like, talking about um, benching him. Yeah, dude. Well, their game had to get postponed. Like, I, I think, like, I, I don't know who else got COVID on – the, uh, the Rockets or maybe it was a Thunder, but, you know, they're not even playing. Crazy, bro. All right, next game we got the uh, the Ravens just absolutely uh, putting the smack down on the Jags. Um, I mean, this is what the Ravens do. Uh, they they bully bad teams. Uh, and then when it comes to, like, actually competitive games, who knows? Um, so, yeah, just absolutely beat down the Ravens, uh, dropped 40 points. Lamar with uh, three passing touchdowns. Uh, I, I don't know. It might be his highest this season. Uh, I, I'm not really too sure off the bat, but um, 
Yeah, I'll start with you this time, Jose. Uh, what stood out the most in this game? Yeah, I mean, Lamar, he dominated pretty much just through the air. Didn't, didn't run him as much this game. Um, still got a touchdown on the ground, but um, not not the yardage that we typically see him see him with. But yeah, it's just this Jacksonville offense is so stagnant sometimes. Um, even even with Minshew in there, who is their more dynamic QB, it's just it's just not not a good team. But you know, now that the the Jets won their game and and the Jaguars move into that first overall pick, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they do end up taking Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, I don't know if I would rather be on the Jets or the Jaguars. It's probably about equally as bad of an organization. Yeah. But hey, I think you got to point out uh, J.K. Dobbins has been doing really well recently. And I think uh, going to the next season, he's definitely going to be someone that uh, I'll be looking at, you know, in a deeper league, maybe an RB2 or especially a flex because – He's been doing a lot of work through the air and on the ground. You know, this game got 14 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown and also caught a, caught a pass for 17 yards. And I think the story of the game, though, Jose didn't point it out. His boy, Des Bryant, got oh, his yeah. first touchdown. You know, yeah. that's really good to see there. Um, but, you know, Marquise Brown, you know, also had a solid game. And Mark Andrews was able to get a touchdown. But um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if this Baltimore team is going to win a playoff game if they get to the playoffs. As much as I want them to so bad. It's going to depend on who they match up against. But, I mean, assuming, you know, they make it, they're going to be going against the second seed. You know, we don't know if the second seed is going to be the um, Steelers. It's probably going to end up being the Bills. Uh, the Bills will smack this Baltimore team around. I mean, they they have enough range to cover Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson is going to be scrambling, you know, Tremaine Edwards is a pretty, like, versatile linebacker. So is Matt Milano. Uh, and then I, they're just going to get beat up out there. It's going to be sad to see. But um, – Hopefully, you know, Lamar keeps putting up numbers so that he can prove these doubters wrong because I think everyone just wants the story to have Lamar, you know, prove that draft day, like, confession. I mean, that draft day prophecy, right, when he said he's going to bring a, a Super Bowl to Baltimore, so. Hey, shout out Des Bryant, man. I totally, it totally slipped my mind because he's so far down the box score. But, yeah, shout out Des Bryant. I mean, he's out there balling, you know, after dealing with what he dealt with last year with, with uh, New Orleans and coming back and being able to get his – first touchdown since leaving the NFL um, you know it was a pretty special moment for him uh, and it's just great to see you know stuff like this happen yeah definitely it was dope because he caught one Fitz caught one and then AB caught one as well so that's just like a cool like uh, you know throwback like like that would have been like that's like every week back in like 2015 2016 so it's just dope to see that all those guys it's weird calling like AB, like all those guys. I mean, Fitz has been in forever, but it's weird calling like Des Bryant and like AB, like veterans, like old veterans, because it feels like, you know, just like a couple years ago, they were like some of the best receivers in the league. Um, You're getting old, man. Yeah, that was dope You're to really see. I want to go back to the Trevor Lawrence. We are really getting old. Um, I just want to go back to Trevor Lawrence real quick. I, like, it, it's tough because like, I think the Jets would be way more fun from like a media like storyline because it's the Jets they've been like waiting for you know like a superstar talent like like Lawrence but then they have no like no weapons around it but then the Jags it's like that's oh, the Jaguars like come on but I mean like Robinson like I like Shark I like Chanel like I think like fantasy wise I'm like up, if, upgrade all those guys I mean especially Robinson like uh Robinson probably be going like first second round if they get Trevor Lawrence I mean who knows um, so who knows what, what's going to happen with him. Either way, 
Lawrence is going to kind of get screwed. He's going to go to a terrible team. But uh, speaking of Lawrence and the Jets, we got next game, the Jets. Uh, they can't even tank right. Um, and then, I mean, everyone's been, like, putting blame on, like, the Jets for actually winning this game. But, like, no one's – like, the Rams, like, can we talk about, like, the Rams and Goff just looking, like, just looking terrible? Like, what – like, this team is so weird. Um, and, like, I, I legitimately think, like, they – like, like you got to include them in, like, championship contention as well just because of how the NFC is set up. But it's just, like, they're just all over the place. They're running games all over the place. They're – they never have like two great weeks back to back. It seems like, um, so yeah, this game was so weird. Um, so I'll start with you, Liam. Uh, what do you have to say about this game? Uh, well, I'll start looking at the defense first, which is obviously something uh, that that isn't covered much in fantasy. But I mean, sad to see Quinton Williams. I think he's down for the year, which is unfortunate. He's having one of the breakout seasons, so he had a lot of promise coming out of Alabama. I think he finished the season with um, seven sacks. You know. Probably could have been there, there in the Pro Bowl for all we know. But, I mean, I mean it's Madden, so they don't need to be healthy to play in the Pro Bowl. But, um, like you're saying, look at this uh, fantasy-wise. It's a pretty ugly game. I mean, if you started Ty Johnson or Frank Gore, if you're stupid enough, you know, good for you. They both got some touchdowns on the day. But um, Cam Akers with a bad game, and especially after that uh, performance against the Patriots where he ran all over them. And then um, Cup and uh, Robert Woods. Uh, Yeah, Carson, can you meet? There you go. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, you know, not putting up those numbers that they are uh, been accustomed to. I mean, against this Jets team who's basically starting, like, second-string corner. So, um, really sad to see. So, Jose, what do you got to add to this? Yeah, I mean, I really hate the Rams. Like, the most unpredictable and most just weirdest team in football the past few years – I mean, just the only consistent part about the Rams is that Jared Goff's going to go out there and throw picks and Aaron Donald's going to get sacks. I mean, their run game makes no sense. In the beginning of the year, it was all Malcolm Brown. Then they went to Daryl Henderson for a little bit, and now it's been just Cam Akers. But uh, pretty much the only consistent piece for them all year has been Robert Woods and, to a certain extent, Cooper Cup. But even this game, Cooper Cup just wasn't really a factor at all. Um, and Tyler Higby, you know, we he, he had a good game, but you know, who was starting Tyler Higby at this point in the year because he had such a stretch of just terrible games. Um, and I called it before the game. I literally said the the Rams are the type of team to blow this blow this game. Like they're really about to do it, and they did. So yeah, but I think Adam Gase should be fired after this. Like the only reason he wasn't getting fired, I feel like, was because he loses games, and now he goes out there and wins a game and potentially loses them Trevor Lawrence. So, Adam Gase, why does he still have a job? Yeah, the best quarterback prospect since uh, Andrew Luck. There's, like, no doubt about it. Makes no sense. Yeah, I know, and they lost that. And even, like, with Lawrence, like, how, like yeah, obviously you're getting, like, a star talent, but just uh, their organization is just so dysfunctional. Sorry about the noise by the way for some reason we're blowing leaves at four o'clock in the afternoon um oh, good buddy. yeah all right so next game we got the cardinals and the eagles uh cardinals ended up taking a dub even though hurts put up monster performance i i think we all you know just super happy for him uh to see him you know finally get the opportunity we've been, we've been waiting and then um i mean you know last you know last week uh, had a 
okay game, but this week just went off. Um, just dope to see. So, uh, Jose, I'll start with you. Uh, obviously, Hurts, but uh, what else stood out to you the most in this game? Yeah, I mean, Hurts with 400 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. He's just he's just a dog out there. Um, but yeah, the Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, 400 yards through the air and three touchdowns. That's that's a pretty insane insane stat line. But he only had you know a 45 QB rating, which, I mean, he he really wasn't. He wasn't that great out there, but um, DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins with nine catches and, and 170 yards and a touchdown, just insane. Finally getting back to that form that you know that we saw in the beginning of the year, um, and really just spreading the love out there for for uh, receptions um, on Philly. You know, no receiver above um, above five receptions with being Jalen Rager, but yeah, uh, Miles Sanders with a pretty a pretty mid game after his his breakout game last last week uh it really sucks to see um what what the eagles are going to do with this this qb controversy now i really think there's no way they can go back to Carson Wentz though yeah i mean and talking about like this philly receiving core i mean you got to point out travis fulgham who when he was at the peak of his uh fancy value he was like one of the top like you can put stuff at wide receiver one he put up those kind of numbers he was averaging you know he him and I say Jimson Crowder were in the similar situation, you know, probably were both waiver wire pickups and they balled out and then they just lost all their steam. I mean, Travis Fulgum is like literally projected like two points, like every week going in through it now, which is just sad to see. I mean, Greg Ward's the one that's getting all these touchdowns out here and Jalen Rager slowly making his way in his offense. But um, uh, we also got to point out that uh, this Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz situation, I think Zach Ertz got to go this offseason you can get a pretty decent value for him, you know, someone that's been, you know, viewed as like this third best tight end in the league at some points, but um, you know, he's just injuries have gotten to him. He's, you know, he's getting older, but I still think you can get value for him. And, like send him to a team like Arizona, you know, you need to get that safety net uh, down low for someone like Kyler Murray. Obviously you got DeAndre Hopkins who's be more of a deep threat, you know, middle of the field kind of guy, but you know, get someone like Zach Ertz, you know, solid veteran, you know, he has some championship pedigree, you know, he won a championship in Philly, uh, against the Patriots a few years ago. So someone that definitely could be on the move this offseason. But um, otherwise, you know, this Arizona team needs to win out because they got people like the Bears knocking on the door coming for them. But, I mean, if the Bears lose uh, this coming weekend, uh, it's the Cardinals to take that seventh spot in the wild card. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Fulgham because, you know, like he was going off with Wentz under center. And I don't know if it was just like defenses zoning in on him or what, but it's like – if he's going off, why would you, like, stop throwing to him? Like, he's your best guy all season, and then they just, like, forgot about him. That's so weird. Um, but I like I like your point about Ertz. Like, yeah, Cardinals would be great. Uh, still, like, yeah, uh, still a lot of value uh, with him because I don't necessarily think he's really washed. I think it's just, you know, just this offense is just not really that great. I don't think he's the same guy as he was a couple years ago when he was, like, top, you know, one of the top tight ends. But uh, still, you know, don't look at him as being washed. I think he still has a lot left in the tank. Um, next game, uh, potential Super Bowl matchup. I, I, you know, very likely this could happen. Uh, hey, one sec, I'll be back. For sure. Um, so I'll just, say, I'll just say Jose with this then. Um, yeah, Chiefs Saints, uh, you know, Chiefs ended up taking the close game. Um, and, you know, pretty pretty solid game. Both uh, both QBs had three touchdowns. Um 
And yeah, I'm just, this was, if this was a Super Bowl matchup, I would not be mad at all. This would be fun. Um, but what do you have to say about this one, Jose? I mean, I think it would be fun, kind of. <laughs> it wouldn't uh, be the, I, I, I'd rather see Packers. I want to see like Rodgers, Mahomes. But I wouldn't be mad with this one as well. I mean, I think pretty much the AFC championship game is going to be more fun than the Super Bowl because if, yeah. we, see, if we see Bills, uh, Chiefs, you know, that that's the game I want to see, to be honest. Me too. Or, or even Titans, Chiefs. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, just Kamara, you know, he, he did get a touchdown, but just not getting the same work that, that he was in the beginning. And it's probably just because we're getting into, you know, that crunch time stretch of the season and they just, you know, they need to salvage his legs a little bit. Um, but yeah, Kelsey is going to be Kelsey, you know, eight receptions for 68 and a touchdown. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire with, you know, pretty good yardage on the ground, almost 80 yards on, you know, him and him and Bell splitting carries pretty much, but Bell getting the touchdown. Uh, yeah, just a solid, a solid showing, you know, offensively from, from the chiefs. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, Breeze, I mean, 23.5 QBR still had the three touchdowns, but, uh, just, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter. It's like Breeze, like because I'm I'm actually surprised when I see him like throw a deep ball and it goes past like 20, 30 yards, and I'm just like, that dude's shoulder has got to be killing him. Like he like like after one of those, he must just be like, oh my god, timeout. Like we need to run the next like three plays because my arm is hurting so bad. Yeah, I mean, you you think he's done after this season, or you think he's got another one left? I don't know. I just like, and with what happened to his ribs, like, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. It depends on what they do in, um, in the playoffs. Like if they get booted like first round, then I could see it. Or if they like were to make it to the Super Bowl and win or lose, I think like, uh, I think he'd probably retire, but if they make it to like the second, like a second game or like, you know, a championship game, I think he might just come back just because like he knows they're that close and just to run it back. But I don't know. I it just it's looks so bad for him like over this year. I think I'd rather just like see him retire. Just you know, because it's so like it sucks seeing a guy that's been so good so long just you know kind of uh, you know look like a shell themselves late. You know, you never want to see that. I mean, I want to show. I want to see Jameis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Or Taysom. Just throw taste in my – or Wentz. <laughs> yeah, go get Wentz. Um, okay, but I want to show you guys a poster real quick that I got when I was, like, 12. Um, and none of these guys are even there anymore, man. Crazy. None just Breeze. Them. None of them. Well, besides Breeze. But... Yeah, just Breeze. If Breeze goes, that's – there he goes. I know. Yeah, then there goes the poster. All right, then the next game we had the uh, the Sunday night game. Uh, we got the Browns and the Giants of uh, the Browns um, kind of gone away from like the typical Browns. Cause I feel like this is a game that like, I could have easily seen them losing like the Giants. I mean, they've been frisky the last couple weeks, uh, you know, they're at home um, and like the Browns would end up like finding a way to at least like keep it close or like end up losing, but commanding win. Uh, Baker actually looked like really good. I mean, he only, uh, he only missed on, five throws, he had a 98.3 QBR. Uh, and it seemed like every time, I didn't watch the whole game, but every time I was watching, like it seemed like he was just making every throw. Um, and he looked really, really good against a Giants defense that is no no slouch. Um, you know, they've been really solid the last few weeks. 
Um, and yeah, just the Browns, Browns just keep looking better and better. Honestly, I still don't think of them as like a real contender, but they're, they're definitely, you know, they are a legitimate playoff team. They're no, uh, <laughs> they're no Steelers. They're no, they're no frauds. Yeah. I mean, Baker, speaking of Baker, you know, obviously he had that, that close loss with uh, against the Ravens, but he has been the, the QB three since week 12. Uh, yeah. He's just been looking really sharp these past yeah. few weeks. Uh, only had five incompletions this game for 300 yards, which is really solid. Uh, you know, we've seen him kind of become a more complete offense these past few weeks. Obviously they still are going to run the ball heavily. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, not a great game for him this week, the way he did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick Chubb still got a touchdown on the ground. Um, but yeah, on the giant side of the ball, you know, we've seen Wayne Gallman kind of, you know, fall off these past couple weeks and, Obviously, they didn't have their starting QB, so you know it's pretty hard to put together a a performance when you when when your starting QB goes down. But a solid game from the Browns. This is the first time they've had a ten win a ten win season. I think I think it's this since Belichick was coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But um, I think we also got to point out also something that we ever we know talk about since it's fantasy football. Uh, offensive line play uh Andrew Thomas who's been someone that's been viewed as a bust you know amongst those tackles that were taken in the upper half of the draft uh he played really well against Miles Garrett Miles Garrett only got a half a sack against him you know that's something to prove you know hopefully if this New York team can improve on that offensive line you know they also had they had Nate Solder who's that weighing down contract who didn't pan out what he was from uh New England uh, this team can be a force to be reckoned with you know with a solid it's like the same thing with the other football team they have a really solid defense. I wouldn't say the Giants are on that level, but, you know, they got a lockdown corner in uh, James Bradbury. They got a really solid front three with, I mean, with um, Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, and uh, Leonard Williams. But, uh, you know, either Danny Dimes needs to progress or they need to look a different direction. Because I know Danny Dimes has those turnover problems, but, you know, you got to remember Saquon Barkley is coming back. And Saquon Barkley is the most, one of the most dynamic players in football. So if he comes back, you know, hopefully full strength next season, He's going to be someone that we've been talking about uh, as us three, a very valuable fantasy option going into the next year. I hope he falls yeah. out of like the top five and I can just scoop him up. Um, because if he comes back and he balls, that's, oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. And I, I'm all in on his like comeback story. I think like, like you see like how dedicated it is. I think if anyone can yeah. come back from injury like that, it's him. Because he's just a monster. Like he's, he's a yeah, he's a freak. freak. You know, he's attacking his rehab like crazy. I mean, um, with the Giants, like they have like they have the receiving talent, and like yeah, Saquon's gonna help. But I think Danny Dimes, yeah, like I, I would give him, I would give him like half the season next year. And I think if he just keeps looking like he is, I think yeah, they definitely have to move on. But one thing I want to mention about Baker that I should have mentioned earlier, like he, I think this season was really like the last, like this was like his last chance. And I think if he, you know, had kept, you know, playing like he was earlier in the season, like, uh, you know, these last few weeks, I, I think they probably would have moved, moved on from him uh, in the off season. I mean, maybe like keep him on the team, but definitely like look for someone else. But he, yeah, he's been saving his job the last few weeks and he's actually looked really, really good. Um, so yeah, good for the Browns, man. And then finally, uh, so satisfying uh, to see the Bengals take this dub against the Steelers who have, just been falling apart. Um, you know, they just have not looked good at all. I mean, they actually got some like decent uh, 
decent production on the ground. I mean, Benny Snell, 18 carries, 84 yards and touchdown, um, which, you know, they haven't, they probably haven't had a stat line like that in a while, but, uh, you know, just falling apart, man, their defense, you know, their defense didn't look as good. Uh, ben has been looking pretty terrible and, you know, went from undefeated and, you know, could go, you know, 16 and 0 to, you know, this team just like losing, uh, you know, losing their ranking in it, you know, they're seeding in the playoffs, um, which is crazy. So I'll start. I forgot who I started with. I'll just start with Liam this time. Uh, Liam, what do you got to say about this game? I mean, it was, I mean, a really interesting game to watch. I mean, the the Bengals jumped out to a 17-0 lead, I believe, pretty early on. Yeah, they had a 17-0 lead going into half. But, I mean, you got to point out there's a lot of problems for this Pittsburgh team. You know, we got to start off. Benny Snell did play a good game, but James Conner needs to come back. Uh, for mm-hmm. them to have any chance going forward the rest of the season, because if they lose out, there's a very good chance that, I mean, they got a really, they got against two 10 win teams uh, at the end of the season. They got the Colts who uh, I would not be surprised at all if the Colts win. The Colts are probably going to be favored for all I know, but, um, yeah. and then they got to go against the Browns who the Browns have been rolling hard as of recent, but you know, hopefully TikTok boy stopped. I mean, I think he came out publicly <laughs> and said he's going to stop dancing on logos because you know, that boy Von Bell lit him up. Oh, one second. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I, but, uh, a stat that was like the Colts have been favored in every single game they've played this year. Um, you know, obviously betting wise. Uh, but oh, yeah, dude, they've been a betting nightmare because like you never know. I they I, I don't know what their what their record is against the spread, which is like the point. Like you you don't just pick them to win; you pick them to win by like a certain amount. Yeah. Um, I feel like I think they've just been like a nightmare against the spread because they'll lose to the teams that like they're not supposed to lose to, but then they'll like come out and get big wins against teams that like you'd think would be at least close or they would actually lose to. The Packers. <laughs> yeah, they've been all over the place betting wise. That's crazy. What... They've been favored every game though. That's wild. They're fa- Yeah, they are favored. They're minus one twenty-two at least where I get my odds. So they are the slightly favored, but still favored against the Steelers. Yeah, but I want to know what the odds were for the Bengals to win this game, man. You know, any any given Monday. Um, oh, only it was a parlay. Wait, what? A parlay. If you did the money line for the Bengals and the money line for the Jets for a hundred dollars, you win eighty-eight hundred. Jeez, crazy. Yeah, I mean, they had almost as many uh, passing yards as Gio Bernard had rushing yards which is just insane. I mean, they ran the ball 41 times against this defense that, you know, we've thought of to be, you know, this elite run stopping, you know, get pressure on the QB. And, you know, they just got, they just got whooped on the ground, you know, playing simple. They've had a lot of injury problems though. They lost yeah. Bud Dupree. Yeah. They have, I don't think they had their starting two middle linebackers from the beginning of the season. Yeah. Cause I mean, they had Vince Williams and Devin Bush and then now they got Avery Williams and Avery Williamson and some other guy. And then, I mean, I mean, all they got really is T.J. Watt and Minka and Cam Hayward, who who's really been putting up a lot of production. Yeah, and Boyd with just an absolute dud out there. None of the receivers did anything. T. Higgins only three for thirty-one. A.J. Green only two for forty. And they still won by ten. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought the Bengals and the and the Jets were going to take a dub this week? I know. That parlay. Oh, so I know so, someone out there made that parlay. Some crazy Bengals fan. Yeah. All right. So that was the last of our games. And now we're to the team of the week. 
so at QB, um, who I think barely beat out Josh Allen. I, I don't know exactly what Allen put up, but I think he had 37 as well. Barely beat him out. Jalen Hurts, uh, monster game, securing his spot uh, as the future quarterback for the Eagles. Uh, and then Tony Pollard, uh, you know, Zeke got the day off. He went off for 30 points. Uh, running back two, David Montgomery with almost 30 points. Uh, wide receiver one and wide receiver two, yeah, Ridley and then Hopkins, who I think they've been they've been on our list plenty of times uh, this year. Uh, same for tight end as well. Darren Waller put up a monster day with 30 points. The flex, Marvin Jones with one of his Marvin Jones games that he has a couple, couple times every year. Uh, defense, the Bills went off. They had 13 points. And then the kicker, uh, Bears kicker, Cairo Santos with 18 points and with a total of 248.72 points. Uh, anything stand out to you guys on this list? Any, any, little, any little thing about this one? You got Tony Pollard, I mean, balling out. I mean, you got a lot of backups from the beginning of the season. You know, uh, Marvin Jones obviously isn't the number one receiver in that offense. It's Kenny Galladay, but Kenny Galladay's been out. But I mean, you know, the two of the top guys, uh, two of the, the two, two, two of the three highest scores, uh, Jalen Hurts and Tony Pollard, both backups to begin the season, balled out today. I mean, this week. Yep. Yeah, it was like half, like half, like guys that are always on here, and then half, like what the heck, like yeah, backups. I mean, Montgomery, Montgomery's been balling the last couple of weeks, but he was like barely doing anything in the beginning of the season, so. All right, so I think – anything else from you, Jose? No, I think we pretty much got it all. Cool, man. All right, so that's it for Coast to Coast Week 15. We'll be back for next week, Week 16, for, you know, fantasy Super Bowl. Hopefully you guys are uh, – you guys got a league that you guys are fighting for a championship. In our league, uh, I'm not – Jose, congrats to you, Jose. Getting second against – like, you guys don't know. Like, we had this guy in our league, Chan. Shout out, Chan. His team was stupid. It, it, it was actually Patrick stupid. Ball, he has two top four running backs. He's got the best wide receiver. He's got the best quarterback. He's got the second best tight end. He's killing it. Yeah, it's stupid. And Jose, like, almost be. I don't know what the final score was, but you were in that I game. I was like you, 40. <laughs> yeah, but you were in that game for most of it. Like, Yeah, I was in it till the end. Yeah. Sorry, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, peace out.